This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Wrestler Review. We'd get you, you fucking bitch. We technically recorded this episode three times. We've talked. Those were both on us, though. Yeah, for the for once, we didn't make a mistake. Usually, the people making mistakes are our listeners. We were recording. In my, <laughs> we're recording our wrestling podcast in the appropriate place. Wrestling podcasts are recorded my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> we're surrounded by pictures of John when he was much fatter. Yes, yeah, so much fatter. Look at that fat fuck right there. <laughs> Look at the love on your mom's face, though. Yep, that's faded since we started recording this it's podcast. It's gone now. <laughs> John. I'm an educator, Jonathan. Yeah. Are you one of those guys? Are you Jonathan or are you just John? No, I'm John. That's hilarious. So, it's so weird when people are like, oh, so uh, Tom, short for Thomas? Nah. <laughs> My dad didn't like regal shit. It's two different names, though. John is the English one, and then uh, Jonathan is like a derivative of the German like Johan or something like that. Oh, really? So your dad hates Germans. Also, <laughs> the the deleted podcast. Which one? The one, uh, the one where you went on a long rant about your dad being a Nazi, your granddad being a Nazi sympathizer. And not a Nazi sympathizer. He just he, worked with the Nazis. He worked with the Nazis before the Holocaust. So yeah. if you have to work with the Nazis, that's the time to do it. Well, not before, just in the early stages. It's kind of like, I guess, being a concierge at the Trump Hotel, and then it all went down, and you're like... Am I implicit? Yeah, you're, you're concierge at the Trump Hotel in 2014, and you see there's all these meetings for a rally, and you start looking for other employment. I will say this. Trump, well, Trump why Hotel. Is that, why was that episode deleted? Because of uh, because you were recording into like uh, the mic oh, that on the captures thing. the whole room, and there was just weird clicking. Oh, this was the Mike Awesome episode. Yeah, the oh. second one. Yeah. The first one, we forgot to turn on your microphone. We forgot to turn on our microphone. <laughs> we are... We, we hate our time. We just want to burn all of our time this and then die. This sounds ridiculous, but I had to. I submitted to a publisher for writing a book, and you have to give all your stats. That's now. great. And I gave our like uh, the amount of downloads total we've had of this episode of this podcast, and it's quite a great deal all added up. Like it's one hundred and fifty thousand and change. Yeah. And like for a pu- like a very respected publishing agent, and like going to publish and being like, oh, that's a fine number, and all I'm thinking is. Do not let them listen to any episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Well, our most downloaded episode is the CM Punk one, so I was like, okay, well, if people are listening to this, this is our first, this is their first, like, impression of what we're doing, then what's it like? And it's mostly us being like, yeah, CM Punk looks like a skinny little bitch, but I could beat the shit out of him. I was like, okay, that's exactly what we do. We just bro down. Um, yeah, so uh, this is our Mike Awesome episode. Um, I think on my deathbed, I will know... Three things I will be like, I love you. Also, Mike Awesome was trained by Steve Kern. <laughs> like, I think I just know that now. Yeah, my, uh, Mike Awesome's uh, colleague w- went on to be Naked Midian. We can never watch Mike Awesome versus Booker T because we're just like, see seven hours of our lives we wasted talking about those men combined. Oh my God. Because it's three on Booker T and three on Mike Awesome. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we really liked guys that you don't want to hear talking into a microphone. <laughs> Booker T was great. Mike Awesome, good lord. Those ECW promos like, hey, Spike, I fucking hit your fucking girlfriend, Spike. What do you think I'll do to you? I'll tell you this. I won't fuck you after because that's what I did to her. 
I'm Judge Jeff Jones. I am the bassist for every corn cover band now. <laughs> I, I'm Judge Jeff Jones. I dress like every dude who is in their early 20s who looks like they're in their mid-30s in the 90s. <laughs> I really... Excuse me, do these black t-shirts come with dandruff <laughs> or do I have to provide them myself? <laughs> See, what you want to do is get your pre-dandruff suits. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I, glad we're recording this episode in Canada because Dylan and I, I'm, uh, I've gone nomad. Dylan's moved back to Canada. A lot yep. more Skype episodes in the audience's future. Ooh. Um, good. Hope you're looking forward to technical difficulties ahead because the seas are choppy. No, we're good with that now. <laughs> I figured it all out. Dylan has. I remain unsure. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is one of those things where you check if it's working. We both get into cars and just press go. <laughs> yeah, no. Where's the go button? <laughs> I don't press no stop button. I press less go. You mean the brake? Yeah, I don't deal with the brake. Excuse me. Don't you? Do you need to know how to ride horses? You do, not me. I commune with the beasts. I don't need to press break because it ain't a hymen. Ha 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 Go. Mike Awesome is, you know, as it continues in our, you know, the if you're playing Wrestle Reviewed Bingo. Okay. Let's add a square. Yeah. Which is, there's three categories of wrestler. Okay. Your dad. Yeah. The dude your mom fucks after your dad leaves. Yeah. And then the dude your mom marries who she shouldn't marry. Okay. Mike Awesome is the third category. And that like he seems strong and stable. Why can we no longer go into the quote unquote office that's also the garage? Why does it sound like a rattlesnake every time we go near it? That's where Mike's making his own Perkadan. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Awesome. Uh, Very classic. I wanna say this though, because say we it. probably will not do an episode on this man. I would say he's the only person. We will do an episode on anyone. All right. Well, we I've have to do an episode on that pedophile from the AWA. Buck zoom off. Yes, <laughs> Robert Alley, you fucking piece of shit. Uh, you put a, oh Buck zoom off. Can we? Can you do a Buck zoom off episode? I don't know who t- people think we are, but we're not going to be like ha ha. He fucked his daughter. I'm That's going, great. I'm going to say this: if anyone, Cole Cabana's not doing a Buck zoom off episode. Steve Austin's not doing a Buck. That's zoom true. Off episode. Vince Russo, he's. Being Buck Zumoff, but for our souls. We Only got, we, we are not the heroes the wrestling podcast community uh, wants, but they, we are what they need right now. I share this to you now, with you now, because it just happened. But one of our best, I would say, one of the certainly most interactive listener online, Keith, uh, also is training to be a wrestler. And his promo coach is Vince Russo, and he asked Vince Russo if he would mind doing an interview with us, and Vince Russo, of course, said no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you, uh, oh, you know those nerds who will ask you uh, some questions and try and trap you? Yeah. Well, how about two bullies? Uh, Vin- <laughs> two nerd bullies. Vince Russo, let me sweeten the pot. Three marijuana cookies. Oh, Yeah. One Bible of your print choice. Oh, dude, if Vince Russo, if you come to Toronto, I'll get you weed. <laughs> I'll get you as much weed as you want. And then, one-on-one, you got to fight my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, it's not going to work out for you, Vince. Is that the guy who has every, uh, every, every iteration of See No Evil on DVD? <laughs> no, that's my cousin. <laughs> Good. My cousin has uh, Blu-ray See No Evil and the DVD of See No Evil, and he had to rebuy the DVD because he uh, scratched it up cutting lines on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now that's a man. Wrestling. 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 Speaking of lines, Mike Awesome crossed a line from normal Joe as an accountant into being a wrestler when he walked into the training arena with Mr. Steve Kern. Steve Kern. Uh... Also, he got into wrestling uh, via his dad, who would go to matches. Sorry, there was uncle. He would go to matches. Probably Mike Awesome knew them as both of those. <laughs> uncle Awesome. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you go to matches just to uh, support the heels and make kids cry. So he comes from good stock. You can't say that. It's like uh, so Jimmy Kimmel knew Rowdy Roddy Piper and how they met Rowdy Roddy Piper is cousin Sal. And Rowdy Roddy Piper remembers him as a fan. His cousin Sal had to have NYPD escort uh, during uh, Roddy Piper's first heel run because he would get front row seats and cheer for Roddy Piper. That's so funny. And men would try and beat up that child. My favorite thing about that is he probably just didn't know it was fake. He's like, this guy's telling the truth about the blacks. (laughs) He beat up that Puerto Rican. I'm cool with that. Later on, on I'll be a writer slash weird, the third co-host on Win Ben Stein's Money. It's so weird. Show business is so weird how, like... You can really tell we are burnt out by Mike Awesome because we are eight minutes, nine minutes in and there's like, yeah, I was trained by someone, fuck the you. The episode we deleted, we legit talked about your grandfather possibly being a Nazi for 20 minutes. So this is right on track. All right, good. <laughs> so he credits... Uh, sorry, he goes to the school. He only gra- he graduates with... Who are the two people that graduated with him? Naked Midian? Yep. I don't remember the other one. Uh, it was Big Al, who later was oh my god, he Big was Dick Johnson. No, he was later the uh, the dog in that Rick Steiner stable in like the year two thousand. Oh no, Do you remember that? Yeah, in the, the whole story is seven. I think the whole story is no, is Rick Steiner. I forget the other guy and the dog. And the whole thing was they were trying to get Rick Steiner. They're trying to get Sabu in. Sabu fucking said no at the last second. So like, no, oh, no, fuck. Who else? Al Green. Sorry, it was Al Green. Oh yeah. No, of course not the soul singer. No, it's the soul singer. <laughs> Al, Reverend, Reverend Al, Al, Al Green. Green. He would sing love songs. And Mike Awesome would be like, I'm getting a fucking hard on. My steroids must have stopped working. More steroids. Just quick uh, uh, point. You know we're working because your dick is uh, floppy. Wanted to go to WCW. Paul Heyman blocked him from going to ECW mm-hmm. by saying we have a contract. WCW, and, yeah. And Sabu just believed him. Yeah. This is the, 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 the contract was one half-eaten Whopper and Paul Heyman yeah. being... Pegged by, I'm Paul assuming, Hay- Medeja. Paul K- Heyman's contracts were just, we have a contract. And he'd be like, what? No, do we? And he's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman, the, over the course of recording these episodes on every old ECWI, you, from our perspective, at least being the other side, like the performance end and not the producing end of entertainment, you really are like, oh yeah, fuck Paul Heyman. Like, fuck him in his stupid fucking wool, walrus yeah, fucking like- face. Because he, the fact that he like, the only good thing he did was he kept, um, he filed and paid everyone off using all of the last assets of ECW, but how he got that money was going to Vince McMahon and being like, give me some money to use the ECW letters on television. And he was like, okay. And then bankruptcy court was like, you don't own those anymore. Don't do that. And embroiled it into a massive lawsuit. Yeah, of course. Which is why Vince McMahon was able to buy ECW for like. Paul, you want you want this steering wheel that I found, and I got like eight bucks. It's also so- as of this recording. Speaking of selling, their uh, Vince McMahon has restarted. Is possibly restarting. That was XML. last year. Uh, as of yeah, well, I mean, we're releasing as this of, immediately after we're done the episode. But Vince McMahon re 
revived the XFL patent last year. He revived the XFL patent last year, but he has started his own company, which would be funded by his own money separate from the WWE IPO known as yeah. Alpha Entertainment. Of course it's called Alpha Entertainment. Of course it is. You want, I, part of me is going, he watched the Jericho promo and went, <laughs> no goddamn way do you get to control a word that starts with A. Chris, I copyrighted your dad. <laughs> you can't say your dad is your dad. Chris, I know you're doing a concert for Fozzy on the night of WrestleMania. Here's the match. I fuck a drum. <laughs> <laughs> no, this happened to a guy. I would love if Vince McMahon did this. And please, I hope this old man listens to this episode because here's something that. So there's a guy named Patrick Melton. Patrick Melton, he was a comedian doing the Edinburgh Fringe. Now, a bunch of hackers hated him. No idea why. Maybe it was some of the content. By and the stuff. way, just uh, just for context, Dylan likes making friends with people that are like, this guy seems cool. And then they like go five sentences in. You're like, oh, God. Like that sweaty guy who kept asking us about flyering that was friends with yours, and then you just <laughs> came to realize, I'm like, I think you're just a homeless guy. That- <laughs> he had a hockey bag with all his stuff in it. How do you not be friends with that guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so... Uh, what smells what? like cereal but was in a dumpster? Oh, it's that guy. Oh, and why is Dylan friends with him? Oh, uh, yeah, Dylan's his financial backer. You're the, <laughs> you're the daddy Warbucks for dudes with back knee well into their 30s. <laughs> oh, if I knew what daddy Warbucks was. It's from the musical Annie. I don't tomorrow, know. Tomorrow. Oh, musicals. Tomorrow, I'll love you tomorrow. Successfully in my life, I've seen two musicals and they both sucked ass. It's most musicals, man. And I love musicals, but most of them are shit. Yeah. I saw Book of Mormon, and I was like, if I was going to like any of them, I did, I'd like this one. Did you like it? Not really. It's like, this would be way better if they were just talking. <laughs> 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 Why are they going to sing their little fucking shit? <laughs> just being a musical. Stop singing, pussy. Hey, hey, hey. Not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Explain an opinion on tag teams. Um, so here's what they would do, though. Patrick Excuse Mel- me, none of you are maestro from WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is from Men on a Mission? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, which I'm sure Vince, that's how he views the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> I think he thought that. I thought I fired Men on a Mission. <laughs> Why are they still doing? Give me the RZA, the Jizza, and the Method of Man. <laughs> I'll have them job to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Anyway, um, Roman Reigns beats you in a rap contest. What they did was actually ingenious. Oh, that would be the best too. <laughs> when Method Man needs money enough, Roman Reigns beating him in a rap contest We're is going to be great. Two years away from that. <laughs> so, Patrick Melton, he did what you did—the paid fringe—and what I would do is, let's say, coming up to the show. An hour before the show, most people do. So he half sold the tickets, right? Yeah. Half sold the tickets. What they would do is, one by one, they would do this, coordinated, put the tickets. They would say they were going to buy, let's say, 50 tickets, put them in the cart. So you, they're there. Wait 15 minutes. No one could buy those tickets. And then as soon as that 15 minutes elapses where the tickets are released, immediately another person would put all the tickets in their cart. Wait a minute, but how? who is this Patrick Mountain guy? Why did he get all these hackers pissed at him? I have no idea. Like, do you but he showed me the thing, and it was insane. It was like, I got a show. I did a show with him in like a yurt for 50 pounds that, no, that one family figured out they were the only people there, so they left. And he was like, yeah, man. Because I got all these fucking tweets like, don't you know... Why are you performing with Patrick Melton? He's a piece of shit. 
he's blah 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 and i was like who the fuck are these guys and he's like yeah man these people just decided they fucking hate me but like yeah so vince mcmahon's gonna do it to fozzy Eighteen thousand tickets in the cart oh my god no one shows up to fozzy i did that to you. and no one buys them because you don't even have to buy them no they're just sat in the cart that's fucked yeah man i'm doing that to you now <laughs> that's fine oh really cool so Mike Awesome, yeah, man, I don't give a fuck. Much in the much in the Thrasher way, actually. That's the exact thing. Is Mike Awesome falls into an interesting category? He falls into two categories, which is wrestler in the late '90s. So he bounces around between three companies, making six figures for a couple of years. Also, it's this weird thing that Thrasher had, and a few others as we sort of have gone through this journey. Early '90s. Hey, you can wrestle. Get the fuck in Japan. Yeah, go to Japan. Stan Hansen wants to eat your lunch. You know, Stan Hansen's vision. He has less of it now. Yeah. He sees negative things. And he didn't even go to where Stan Hansen was. He went to where Stan Hansen's nightmares <laughs> are turned into a wrestling promotion. Yeah, where they were like... Uh, Frontier martial arts wrestling. Yeah, ECW, but with swords. <laughs> yeah, ECW, except for with all that, without all that pussy fake shit. Like oh, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he goes in as the gladiator. FMW is, again, it's a similar reaction to... Um, ECW against WWF and WCW. It's FMW going against All Japan and New Japan. And he's presenting all of these death matches and these crazy sort of shenanigans. Like we're talking like, it's glass in a liquid AIDS They match. literally had a, a pool of piranhas match where imagine, <laughs> imagine, you know, the Inferno match in WWF, but do you know the Inferno match from the video game where you literally back body drop a guy and he just lights on fire? That with piranhas. So Mike Awesome actually competed in this uh, this match where it was a swimming pool landmine match. Here's what happens. <laughs> You're in a pool and uh, there's landmines and before the match they were like, we do have a rescue swimmer. Bad news. He is 13 and does not know what he's getting paid for. Yeah. He is not strong enough to lift any of you. He is a guy we found. <laughs> I do like the idea that Onita got a pool and he was like, I could kill people in this pool. A wrestling match has been formed. Big thing to remember. Not the first, nor the last time he got a swimming pool. It was similar to <laughs> the balcony dive in ECW, which is they're like, this seems like a good idea. Let's do it to the point it becomes regular and no one's upset by it. Is the balcony dive less... Is the balcony dive more long-term worse for you than the swimming pool and my yes. match? Isn't that insane? Because the balcony dive is just... Imagine a ki- uh, attempting suicide without the actual... <laughs> <laughs> We just saw people on the Blue Vidoc doing a balcony dive. No, that man's committing suicide. I've been watching too much New Jack. Yeah, but again, again, remember who's also doing it. It's a man who, by the way, wouldn't do it unless you gave him cocaine. Of course. That's the best part. Why'd you do the balcony dive? I did one time, and then Paul Heyman wanted me to do it again. I said, I need another 1500 bucks. I did a line walking up the stairs with security. <laughs> <laughs> Of course he did. Also, Keith. Can you imagine doing that Keith, sober? Get in touch with New Jack. Get in touch with New Jack. We want no. him on the show. Do you understand <laughs> how amazing that episode would be? Yeah, a man threatening you at your mom's house, wait, waiting for your mom to come home, try and fuck your mom. That'd be great. Go right ahead, Mr. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jack. Yeah. Well, you're my new daddy. I guarantee New Jack. John Jack. I guarantee New Jack would want to... We, New Jack's review of Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, we'd do Kevin Nash with New Jack, and he would just talk about how uh, he uh, he came up and grabbed uh, Kevin Nash by the neck 
because uh, uh, Kevin Nash blocked him from getting hired as the goon for Mr. P- Master P in WCW. And Kevin Nash, you can tell it actually happened because Kevin Nash's excuse is like, you don't think I would let someone grab my neck unless I knew they wouldn't choke me? And I was like, that's not that's not how that works. <laughs> we'll be doing this next week, but I feel like the thing about New Jack and that Luna and New Jack have in common that literally like you see when Luna goes nuts and she tries because when Luna, we're doing Luna Vachon next week um, uh, as another Patreon pick, but she just wants to fight more. Yeah. You just see Luna go at these dudes at like wrestling conventions and you're just like, oh, she just wants to fight way more. Like all these fake tough guys. Like I legitimately believe if she came up on Hardcore Holly, who like apparently who's a famous like dick, Hardcore Holly would have been like, I mean, I, the excuse would have been like, I don't want to beat up a woman, but the reality would have been, I don't want, I want my eyes. Cause like her shit, we're next week, but she was obsessed with keeping the Vashon name, which meant someone in a bar would be like, I hear wrestling's fake. And she'd be like, eyes, yeah. <laughs> I'm going for your eyes. Yeah, you were- And then she'd fucking suck them off. <laughs> suck them off? Yeah, half. <laughs> Suck them off. Suck them off. Oh, they're from Norway. I'm from oh, oh, the made my little Oh, they're um, skiing. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Mike Gobson's in Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah. He is in the... Here's some of the storylines. I fucked your daughter. It's been alleged you didn't fuck my daughter. <laughs> it's been alleged that you you have sex with women above 18. We must fight. Yeah. Onita. Your dick is thick, not long. Get it <laughs> Apparently, he said during... Ta- Tiger Jeet Singh remembered he's a wrestler. That You'll find him <laughs> Oh, man, there is a match with Tiger Jeet Singh and Terry Funk. Where he where stabs him in the leg. And then the Terry sword. Funk just, just punches him in the head with a sword in his leg. My favorite, though, is the ti- uh, Terry Funk-Abdullah the Butcher match where they, they would do the gimmick fork in the arm. Okay. And this is very this is like in the early 80s, and it said Terry Funk was just like, just stab me in the goddamn arm with of a fork. Of course, yeah. It's the whole thing. Terry Funk would have been very good in theater. Can I have some of your coffee in the thermos? Sure. All right, I'm gonna get a cup. You talk about how Mike Awesome's career in FMW. Let's get let's get on fucking track. Good Ooh. God, it's 21 minutes. <laughs> get the goddamn mug. Keep going. Um, so Mike Awesome was in FMW. Now, it's kind of the weird thing where he goes over to ECW. This is really where we start to know more about him. He goes over to ECW in shots, and Paul Heyman wants to hire him immediately because how could he not want to hire this guy? He's covering up the fucking. He's covering up the bad parts of care of guys like Raven and Taz, and he can do a lot with Mike Awesome, right? Like, uh, for all like Mike Awesome, very much is the next phase of what they needed to build ECW into because you can put Taz next to you can put Taz next to a guy uh, from the big companies and say, and the big companies will just say. Oh, well, this guy's clearly too small. We asked for a wrestler, not a trophy for best wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is clearly too small. Um, But whereas Mike Awesome, he looks exactly the same size. And even people don't notice this really, but it's like you do kind of view size relative to the other people in the ring. So it's easy to say Mike Awesome legitimately was the size of Billy Gunn, which is insane. Like, Billy Gunn and Mike Awesome are the same size, and they wrestle completely different ways, obviously, because Billy Gunn got into that system really early. But um, next to, obviously, fucking Nova, Mike Awesome looks like he's eight feet Absolutely. tall, and, and he's doing these triple Mike punches. Awesome, if you put him in as a thug that's like a, a second-tier corporate thug against Steve Austin, yeah, looks great, because what no one will talk about is Billy Gunn is taller than Steve Austin. Steve Austin is my yeah. height. 
Yeah. No, he, Steve Austin's shorter than you. Yeah, he's what, 6'2"? Yeah, he's 6'1", 6'2". 6'1", 6'2". Basically, Steve another, Austin was... Another thing I got over Steve Austin. Hey, Steve, never hit a woman taller than you. He'd be upset about it. <laughs> here's, the weird, here's the creepy thing about Steve Austin, legitimately. On steroids, he's John Cena size, but if you watch like in 96, 97, when he's not on steroids, he's like CM Punk size. Yeah. It's he's crazy. So a thin man from Texas. So uh, he's all constantly trying to hire him. Heyman is. Uh, he does that crazy jump with uh, with JT Smith. Where yeah. So there's a famous thing at the beginning of ECW's television program. Yeah. Basically, ECW begin. ECW used the montage the WWE uses for "Don't Try This at Home" as its. <laughs> this is how fucking badass. Guaranteed. I'm. Try this at home. Yeah, which is like. Here's Terry Funky and Cactus Jack getting chairs thrown at their head. Yeah. Here's where the ring collapsed. Here's where Tommy Dreamer falls into all the tables in the world during yeah. a what I can only describe as one of these men will die match. Man, it's it's so crazy looking back on that spot and then looking at the 80s scaffold matches and just thinking, well, that was actually safer than what they did. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the 80s scaffold match, the only injury that's really been talked about is Jim Cornette's knees, and that happened because... Uh, Bubba Ray tried to catch him and lost him in the lights. Yeah. And then made him walk back because he didn't want to touch him because he thought when uh, Jim Cornette was saying, I'm shooting, he thought he said I was shitting. (laughs) 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 He's shitting? Leave him be. (laughs) But it is fucking gross. That's my big Bubba. It is gross. Get out. So he... Everyone thinks he broke JT Smith's back, but he does the triple jump plunge. If you haven't, if you're a younger, if you're a younger uh, fan of pro wrestling and haven't seen Mike Awesome, good fucking Christ, could that guy move? Yeah, oh, it's he amazing. jumps. He does the Lesnar jump from the apron, basically. Imagine if instead of on the apron, from the floor to the apron uh, that Lesnar does, he does it from the ring onto the top rope and then just fucking jumps out. JT Smith goes on his back, sells crazy like he's broken his back, and Mike Awesome goes, are you okay? And JT Smith says, yeah. And then he gets up and he's like, I'm a fucking Mike Awesome. <laughs> he's the best. Mike Awesome legitimately, he speaks like Cartman. It's like yeah. Cartman on steroids. Like, I'm fucking Mike Awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Mike Awesome, it's a real sad thing he didn't get to the... Mike Awesome, mid-90s WWF. His like gimmick would have been like he's the shoe shine boy, but he would do some crazy. <laughs> like, he would have been in a program with Bret Hart. He would have been Isaac Yankum DDS for sure. No, you were. He actually would have fit in really well. He just would have been the original fruit character. That's exactly who he would have been. Yeah, he would just put a bit of weird gladiator man. He would have been the fruit character minus the Vince McMahon. Understand it? He's fucking sunny. That's, <laughs> that's why he. She bad. loves that long cock. <laughs> Why is he a heel, Vince? It's a black man with a white woman. He's filling her up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this. I think Vince McMahon would really like our podcast because I think he would just constantly be like, they know my truth. (laughs) (laughs) Speak your truth. They're speaking mine. Yeah. They they look into my soul. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So he's he's doing a bit of work in ECW. um, And he's flirting back and forth. ECW is also going through a big transitional phase. They are losing. The Dudley boys. They're losing Taz. Steve, yeah. um, Paul Heyman needs to bring someone in because the problem is, is you really, there's no depth to the ECW roster. So you lose – if you lose Raven, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, Sabu, New Jack, or the Dudley boys, basically it's like, well, I guess Kid Cash is wrestling three times tonight. 
Yeah, like you watch, you don't really, th- you, you think about this, but it's like an FMW, the other thing is they're really not, go. they're going through the same thing that ECW does, but just sooner because FMW, like... You are more extreme. No, I'm, extreme. I'm just saying that like they have lost all of their stars. Onita's pretty much had to retire because now he has no body. So Mike Awesome has to like wrestle. He's as the gladiator wrestling in all Japan and shit like that. Like kind of being a big gaijin there. But he comes over to ECW because Paul Heyman promises him a five-year contract worth like 200 grand a year. Here's the thing. Before we go into, we'll do his de- debut, then take a break. His debut. What kind of fucking idiots look at the ECW organization and be like, oh yeah, this guy's got 200 large for five years? Like, Well, the thing is, he might have been. Now, this is just me. He had insulated. He, he, he comes as definitely as like a replacement for Sid, because Sid comes in. We talked about this in the Sid episode, but Sid comes in as Judge Jeff Jones's revenge, revenge on people beating the shit out of him. As a referee. Which, yeah. It's a great angle, fits perfectly with ECW. That's a great way to go. Yeah, and Mike Awesome isn't that much of a step down from Sid because if you were a big internet fan at that time, you know him from FMW, so he's already got that cred. And he's like a more ECW version of Sid because he can do more high-flying shit. Also, what... And he looks like he would legitimately sell you roadkill as a coat. Yes, that's absolutely true. The other thing with it is is that what he lacks in Sid's size, he makes up for the fact of like, oh, he's not as big as Sid. Oh, he just did a shooting star pl- press holding a chair filled with barbed wire, then got up and yelled, that's because I fuck pussy. <laughs> and literally gets up a lot and goes, fuck you. <laughs> the amount of times. I just realized we probably shouldn't shout so much because there's babies that live right behind this wall. J- Wait a minute. They don't live with parents they're just babies just babies house of babies it's, <laughs> it's adorable that's nice oh, oh the king baby has asserted his dominance by killing the other babies he wouldn't kill all the other babies he needs some of the other babies to carry him around in the <laughs> cutest yet most biggest sign of power <laughs> oh it's animal farm there's so much baby blood what's a baby you fucking moron it's how they say baby in canada true i've uh, been back here a bitty that's oh, funny. By the way, you know you're in Canada when someone looks at your jeans and then calls you gay. <laughs> John, explain that. In Canada, if you're not in Toronto or Montreal, yep. you're wearing nice clothes. And yep. by nice, I mean new. Like new-ish. If you wear new shoes, people... I remember this from high school. That's why I always put this together. Like, why was I always afraid to wear new things? And I like when I lived in England, I was like coming to grips with the fact, I'm going to wear <laughs> things that are new because nice clothes are nice yeah. sometimes. And I remember that if you had white shoes, new white shoes, Someone's multiple sorry. people would scuff them up. Of they course. would just come up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, well, you're being so proud of yourself, buddy. You ain't done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, so, ooh, your parents have shoe money. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk. <laughs> um, Mike that- Awesome debuts in great fashion. Ta- it's not Taz's last night in the company. But they act like it is. It's his final title defense. Oh, I should say, this isn't his debut. Basically goes... Th- no, they, f- they make it seem like it's his debut. It's not his debut. Yeah. But it's ECW, and this is the biggest influx of fans ECW has, because they're now on ECW on TNN. True. And keep in mind is, yes, it did fail the company because of how corporate structures with television works, which was you used to have to pay the network, now the network pays you for content. ECW would have been fine. If they were getting paid for that television show, they would have absolutely survived. Of course. They were unable to because they were paying a shitload of money and also couldn't then keep the production qualities up. By the way, you watch that show and you're like, production qualities? Really? (laughs) 
I mean, for late there's n- an ECW on TNN is literally one camera on the entranceway and then a hard camera that doesn't shift on the ring, and that's really problematic because New Jack comes out and doesn't get in the ring. So basically, you just see one of the Baldies getting hit in the corner of the screen. But New Jack only finally gets in the ring like 10 minutes later. They also have to play all the entrance music much quieter because they don't want to get sued for copyright infringement. Yeah, well, if you watch... That's the shitty thing about ECW on the WWE Network and, frankly, a lot of like old WCW shit. All the music is fucking... All the music's gone. So it's just like it flat out ruins New Jack's entire career. Because they they can't use uh they can't use the Dre song. Well, so not, they, it's not Dre. It's Dre and Ice Cube. Natural Born Killers. So they just like use a song that Vince got his friends to do. Yeah, Jim Johnson put a ba- baseball cap on backwards and rap. <laughs> uh, so he comes back in ECW. Basically, Judge Jeff Jones comes shows up in Anarchy Rules driving what is clearly a rental car. Great. Um, I don't know if his shirt is FUBU, but it looks FUBU-esque. Everyone was wearing FUBU. I hope so for us. But I us. saw the greatest screen cap ever of just Hulk Hogan in the wolf pack. Oh, with those pants? Oh, man. Hulk Hogan, when he was like, I'll tell you this, dude. I'm going to dress exactly like Conan now. <laughs> and he just dressed like Conan. So good. Um, also, by the way, that is uh, the same, that screenshot is from the same episode where for no reason at all they're accompanied to the ring by the Hells Angels. So fucking weird. Anyway. I have a story for you when we're off the podcast about me meeting some Hells Angels in the Ukraine. Woo! Woo! Okay. All right. We, we should take a no, break. No, Let's do East that match uh, with him, Tanaka, Taz. Then we take a break. Sure. ECW ring. Run. WCW run. Great. Invasion. YOLO. Well, that's what YOLO means. Death via pills. Um, so he comes in. Judge Jeff Jones shows up in Anakin Rue's pay-per-view. Quite possibly the last really good ECW pay-per-view. And it's not that great. But mm-hmm. it, right after it, the quality goes down. Because you literally are getting like... It's Little Guido versus a guy. Yeah, I think I watched one of the last ECW ma- like hardcore TVs after they were off TNN, and legitimately, I forget who his opponent is, but it, it says a lot when this is the most recognizable. Per- Chili Willy <laughs> <laughs> has a like 30-minute long match. Um, so here's what we need you to do, Chili Willy, <laughs> in the ECW My arena. Client. Chili Willy. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, tell me a little bit about how he debuts. So he comes in. They turn what is uh, everyone thinks is going to be Tanaka getting the ECW title from Taz because Taz is going to the Fed. They turn that into a three-way dance: Mike Awesome, Tanaka, and Taz. Now they very interestingly have Taz go like lose, but in a way where it takes two fucking essentially it's like two people who don't fuck around. Um, it takes them. Yeah, they both pin him at the same time because essentially what they're doing is and it, and it wink, wink, nudge, nudge. ECW is a development territory for the WWF, so they want Taz to still seem strong. And he comes across incredibly strong. They also do an amazing thing, which is it's Taz's last title defense. So they have the entire roster come out and watch the match from the rampway. And they all applaud as Taz walks back and just sort of stares at them. And it's very interesting. There's a plug actually right behind you on the kitchen island. Um, in this very sort of amazing sort of passing the torch way. Then the match between Tanaka and Awesome continues. Joey Styles, fuck me, I love Joey Styles. Because Joey Styles legit then just goes bananas of just like, we're going to have a new champion. Oh my God. Oh my God. Trump forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a new champion because there are no cucks in ECW. Yeah. And it won't be a Jap. 
We have to. American ingenuity. I don't know why Joey Hazals has that voice. Oh my God! There it is. That woman is a trying to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Voter ID is discriminatory against blacks. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> you should have to sign up if you're Puerto Rican. Sign up on my dick. Nice. Just kidding. Men got, don't touch that. He got Southern. Um. So then this goes on. He wins. Mike Awesome wins in the end after an awesome bomb. Dylan, can you briefly explain the awesome bomb? It's fucking awesome, bro. It's a power bomb, but way more fucking awesome. Imagine a power bomb, but there's no protection for the person taking the power bomb. He has so many good awesome bombs. (laughs) It's so good. Much like you when you're doing comedy. Oh, my awesome bomb, which is a kill. No, uh, (laughs) he... uh, (laughs) He does what was win this round. The running awesome bomb. Like it's one of those it, I really do like his finishing move being the awesome bomb because he just does like nine of them. There's like a top rope oh, yeah. sit out one. There's a backwards sit out well, one. The There's great- the running awesome bomb into the table, which is almost like it's almost like a razor's edge, but he just fucking throws the guy. And this is something that they would do in ECW that And I it looks so painful. Bring them back, which is the commentators going on the variance of the guy's finishing yeah. move, like you know, Taz was the fucking joke one, or it's like, oh my god, it's a fisherman scooplex, one scoop, hand over fist suplex. <laughs> it's a moon's over my hammy suplex. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog, the bounty hunter plex. Yeah. That's the, where he goes to find some Mexican. That, there's that. Then also, like, the variance of the moves like, for uh, Lance Storm was always a Canadian crab. That Great. sort of stuff. Great. Um, Mike Awesome becomes the ECW champion. Let's do an ECW run, then we'll pause, then we'll do it. No, 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 ECW run. Uh, no, let's do the ECW, WCW, and then uh, RIP. All right. YOLO. Break time. This one will be even shorter. Patreon.com backslash rest of review. You know why to go there, and if you don't, suck it. There's shit on my ass. So just... Mike Ladies Awesome is the champion of ECW, the Ooh. ECW world champion. If you are to fight an ECW, he would be their champion. Yeah. He is our one true god. Get us. Get us a man with a mullet who seems like he <laughs> even knows he looks ridiculous. I was watching so much wrestling during this period that I uh, this had such an effect on me. I thought I immediately forgot how fucking stupid Mike Awesome's name is. I loved it. His name's Mike, he's awesome. I still it's not that bad. Like even now, where there's this weird obsession with like their real names, but like Dean Ambrose sounds horrendous. I think Dean Ambrose is fine. The biggest, the two biggest stars in the history of professional wrestling. John Hastings. <laughs> one is a ripoff of the Incredible Hulk. Ric Flair. And the other one literally just has like a character's name from a TV show. Yeah. Steve Austin. The $6 million oh, man, man Steve Austin. Yeah. Is there an equation like Steve Austin to like, what would it be like if you just named a guy like... The two biggest grossing box office attractions in wrestling. One of them is the $6 million man. The other one's name is Dwayne. Ooh, YOLO. Take that, Hulk Hogan. Fun fact. Salk Sogan. Did you know that, by the way, that there's a lot of theories that the reason why The Rock had a falling out with Vince McMahon in the mid-2000s is because he portrayed a gay guy in the movie Be Cool. And Vince McMahon... uh, legitimately think that had something to do with the profit drop of the WWE. Nah, I don't think that is true. That's, it's on the internet, so I choose to believe it. <laughs> I've been, I choose to believe all the Vince rumors, other than like, yeah, I mean, he's a businessman who uh, has been in the carnival world so long, he doesn't know what right and wrong is. I use the, yeah, the ones where he's like, 
Well, he learned that uh, Ahmed Johnson was black, and that's why he didn't push him again. I believe that. He was like, what? <laughs> I was told he was just tanned. <laughs> um, so he's in his ECW run. He's a great ECW champion. He's the last great ECW champion. Absolutely. Um, he's everything you need. Is he? I think. Well, who's an ECW champion after that? Because remember, our, Rob Van Dam, weird. I think was Rhino the- was better than Mike Awesome. No. I do, because Rhino had. Rhino was so much more competent on promos than Mike Awesome was. Mike oh, Awesome mean, had to have the, a manager. You mean the, so what? But that's still that I don't. I'm still not someone who truly believes that promos are part of the package that you have to have to be a good wrestler. If you have a manager, like if you have a manager, great. And Jeff Jones kind of works for Mike Awesome because Mike Awesome looks like the heavy for the dude that has a photo of Fred Durst in his wallet. <laughs> Awesome during I this just period. find him inspirational. He's wrestling Tanaka. Like, basically, it's like, um, a lot of podcasts have said this, but uh, you guys are fucking nerds. Ha ha. No, uh, a lot of podcasts have said this, but he's doing the classic thing where it's like he wrestles Tanaka, because anytime you put him in Tanaka and uh, anything you uh, put them in a match, it's fucking amazing. And then he's mes- uh, wrestling Spike Dudley, and they do the classic wrestling thing where it's like, Spud Dudley has a girlfriend now. Why? Because uh, we want Mike Awesome to be a heel, I guess. Yeah. But also our fans. Our, their, our fans invented the red pill uh, on Reddit. So uh, <laughs> that made him a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what ECW would be like in 2017. He invented the red pill. We're, uh, we oh. are live at the 4chan arena. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, ECW in 2016, uh, 2017 would be. We had a successful day in Charlottesville, and now we're having Mike Awesome wrestle a actual dying woman. She will be put in her place. Yeah. And in this corner, a man who knows that gay people are bad, <laughs> but he's just just don't be gay at me. <laughs> yeah, be they're gay. fine as long as they're not here and dead. Be gay with me. I mean, goodbye. I, why would I want that decadent thing? Yeah, that pleasure thing that I think about all that. I mean, good night. I don't want to be fed grapes while my v- deepest darkest desires are done to my body. People don't know this, but Vine still works on certain phones, <laughs> and that's how I communicate. <laughs> with my friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah that he was he was uh, he was fucking great um the matches with spike dudley like after the match uh after i think their guilty as charged match they said li- and by the way literally was like spike dudley had been in a car crash i'm aware some of you are going well why was he in a program with spike dudley spike dudley was put over brilliantly by paul Heyman as yeah. the giant killer yeah where they would hire every fat fuck that they brought from in. from the 80s. They brought in to fight Hulk Hogan. Would come in for one day. Spike yeah. Dudley would scratch his head, hit the acid drop, and then the fans would just be like, that guy fell down! <laughs> <laughs> and it's brilliant because it's like, basically, the move looks so much more powerful because essentially it's just it like, you works. take a front bump. It only works if it's a fat guy doing it because... The ring hole fucking shakes. Because the for those of you who don't know what the acid drop is, it's essentially a Stone Cold Stunner except that Spike runs up the turnbuckles. Yeah, it's a run-up RKO. Yeah, it's a run-up RKO, but the, it doesn't work if it's a small guy because it's clearly they're helping each other. But with a giant guy, it looks like the momentum of the guy is being rocked by this force. Yeah. 
It looks fucking amazing. Looks like judo, bro. When Bam Bam Bigelow takes the acid drop, it's it's like Spike Dudley figured out how to blow up a tank. Like, you're like <laughs> what in the name of fuck did that little stoner do? It's great because he like he goes over Curtis Hughes, he goes over One Man Gang, he goes over all these Kamala, he goes over all these guys. And oh, fun fact! He runs into Mike Awesome, who power bombs him through a table four hundred times. Let's put it this way. He power bombs Spike Dudley so badly, Spike Dudley's email is found on the Nambla website. Now. <laughs> he broke his brain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, toward, so awesome. He's clear. He's like in clear sales. They're fucking doing great on ECW on TNN. And then his cousin, Horace Hogan, calls him. His cousin, Horace Hogan, calls him. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking is Mike Awesome related to Hogan? No. We don't know how. We don't know how. It's through marriage. Well, because here's the thing is Mike Awesome's mom is pretty hot, and Hulk Hogan wants to make sure that he's got that lined up, so we made sure they're not blood yeah, relatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, dude? <laughs> I just ate too much, dude. Let's fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have ate so much, or my load would be bigger, dude. <laughs> I ate all the celery, dude. Anyway, <laughs> celery is make your loads bigger. That's the... That's what that means. Do you remember where you, when you were single and you were experimenting with eating a lot of celery and you were like, it confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a load, rich load diet. Oh, what are you having for lunch? Hot sauce, pineapple, and celery. Because I want it to be big and tasty. Why hot sauce? Makes your loads taste better. I hate that we know I that. Read, I read that. <laughs> On the Nambla website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel very bad about that joke. Um... It's something about the fact that we can't edit this episode makes me just want to be like, let's let's burn some bridges. <laughs> <laughs> what bridges do we have? I don't know. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> we're talking about a nice man who died early, all right? You'll, That's what this podcast should be called. <laughs> a nice man who died Two early? Two bullies talk about nice men who die early. I think I saw a, a YouTube video that was like 15 wrestlers you didn't know committed suicide, and you could just be like, you're going to make 100. <laughs> They all go, baby. You could make a list of the people now. They're like, how you think they're gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, suicides. Um, so here's it. Here's what it is. Uh, Mike Awesome gets a call from Horace Hogan. Horace Hogan basically goes, "Why are you working for that troll man who pays you in weird groceries?" Yeah. And then uh, Mike Awesome goes, "I don't know." And he's like, "Well, you're not under contract." He goes, "Oh yes, I'm not." By the way, his last name is Alfonso, so he's Italian, so this is how he really talked. By the way, I, for those of you who don't know, the reason why he couldn't use the name Alfonso is that Bill Alfonso was already a thing, and yeah. they were like, you don't want to be associated with the guy who is cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Pre-coming a cigarette had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Alfonso. You want to fucking up cup? <laughs> you get a cup, daddy. Come on, I, you, baby. I, I will say, Bill Alfonso was my favorite manager. I love him so when it's just oh, do Sabu, you can only do the best I go get you cigarettes. Just him walking into the ring. Sabu, 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 boo, 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 Sabu, Sabu, Sabu. Like it's just awesome. That Sabu, uh, the Villafonso heel turn where he bet on Sabu against Taz is the only so poorly fought out. But you look at Villafonso, you're like, oh yeah, this guy gambles crazy. The only other guy I know that would that still does gamble on wrestling is Brendan Burns. And I guarantee one day, <laughs> Brendan is going to be Bill Alfonso's AA sponsor. <laughs> Bill Alfonso alive. All right, so Mike Awesome goes to WCW because they pay him in real money. 
Everyone, no, no, they just pay him some money. But like real and money. He, and he debuts scumbag attire. On the top, we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. sleeves cut off of the baseball jersey. <laughs> Fanny pack, yes, please. Yeah. Mom jeans, camel toe, Ooh, yum. yeah. And then just, they're not Doc Martens, but they're still boots. Why? Because I'm a man and you don't wear cloth on your feet. <laughs> he looks like a guy who is hurrying to, ju- to help someone move on their lawn. Like, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll hold that with you. He looks like a guy who does security for a concert of Motley Crue on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> and he has that big mullet, which actually, because there's the weird thing about ECW is that... And in that debut, by the way, it is clearly permed. Oh, yeah. He's fucking taking care of it, baby. <sighs> Rub your hands through my well-conditioned mullet. <laughs> we got to do this, though, because you got to mention he loses the title back to Taz. In no, no, something... no, no. We're skipping ahead. So he debuts in WCW. Yeah. Beats the shit out of Kevin Nash. Yeah. That's what that day is when Paul Heyman or Heyman, hey, uh, <laughs> Waka Waka finds out that Mike Awesome is going to WCW. Yeah, there's a bunch of things where he basically is like, "I've got a contract with his name on it," and then Turner's lawyers were like, "Can we see it?" No, uh, but they don't want they want to not have another lawsuit because at this point, by the way, they are just finally wrapping up the like eight lawsuits they had with the WWF, which means Scott Hall is about to be fired best part about scott hall's later career when he's just a drunk guy is he knows he can't be fired because they need him as a witness for the lawsuit so he's just like whatever i beat up an old lady in front of a strip club can i still get paid millions of dollars and like god damn it yes <laughs> and you know that that's the truth because the minute they settled those lawsuits he was fired fired so far. oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure um what are we gonna do today ted well now that i've settled with vince mcmahon get me that greasy person who talks like a Talks like one of my employees in my garden. <laughs> um, so, they come to a deal, which is Mike Awesome will be beat by Taz. Taz will then, for no reason at all, lose to Triple H and then have the title go to Tommy Dreamer, where Tommy Dreamer gives the worst speech ever, which is, this is the happiest night of my life. I don't know what to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. You're underselling the job to Triple H because here's what happened. Tommy Dreamer actually tried to help Taz, so Triple H beat the old ECW champion and the new ECW oh, champion it's just in one night. Well, it's just them being like, we're fucking better than these guys. Which yeah, I mean, which whatever. they are, but uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, also, the match with Taz, it's fucking cool in the fact that he comes out through the crowd. It takes 10 seconds, and that, cra- that's, like, like, that crowd is old school ECW hostile yeah. where it's like, We've got skillets. We've got skillets. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even. They said there was going to be a hotel. Mike Awesome was like, legit. Like Awesome apparently arrived in his truck, changed his truck, waited at the fucking entrance, came in, lost, and left. And he said like, and he makes a great point where he's like, why not just give like have me lose to Rhino? We could have actually had a match. I trusted Rhino, and then you're like giving it to one of your actual employees not like taz who by this time by the way the taz reason why is, they did it is they're pretty sure paul Heyman is very obsessed with but uh one dirt sheet heat he knew it would get a lot of uh stuff in the dirt sheet so he figured yeah. he would do that that said bad idea didn't work yeah and it, taz at this point like taz comes wrestled uh, comes as comes wrestled comes wrestled does he oh fuck off. I will not fu- shut up shut up you shut up he comes as dressed as announcer taz 
He certainly does. He comes in. No, no. <laughs> announcer Taz wore a suit. He comes in at uh, Invasion Taz, which is like, uh, I was just working on my Hemi. <laughs> you don't own a car, Mr. Sinertia. I, uh, I, uh, I came in with my arms showing because that's the last thing that looks good. Yeah. Taz basically at this time he does look like a guy basically Taz, working on his car on a lawn. Taz, you dressed, don't know what you're doing, do you? Taz nah. is dressed at this point like a morning radio host, which is <laughs> interesting because that's the job he's gone on to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> um, so yeah, he loses to Taz. Uh, I mean the. Kind of doing a good job when he first comes into WCW as the enforcer of the new blood. They're yes. doing a better job than what they turn him into, which is basically um, he's doing the enforcer fucks, of the new he blood. He fucks fat chicks, or he likes the seventies. Now, big thing, new blood, my dick, new blood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's us jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> we not quick. Two pulls, I'm done. I have things to do. Two pulls, I'm drowning in my own cup. <laughs> Celery. <laughs> You're a weird guy. No, I'm not. Um, he's the enforcer of the New Blood, and briefly, it's great. New Blood versus Millionaire's Club, it's basically like, they do things like it's Shane Douglas versus Ric Flair, which they could have put over way more, except for some reason Ric Flair's wrestling in a Hawaiian shirt and slacks. <laughs> because he doesn't want to lose to Shane Douglas. And here's the other thing, time and time again, if you're going to make a new thing, don't tell everyone that it's going to be a new thing. Just do it. Yes, that's... Like, people will get the gist if a bunch of new guys start beating old guys. They'll be like, I guess they're going with these new guys. You don't have to be like, by the way, we're going with these new guys. How are we doing that? By making them lose to this old man uh, dressed as... Dr. Billy Kidman beat Hulk Hogan one time. After Mike Awesome and Tori Wilson inexplicably both hit Hulk Hogan with chairs. <laughs> yep. I he was the enforcer. So he's, yeah, he's, great. Will, he's effective. He's super point. effective. They're trying to put him in a program with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash obviously exonates that because it's like, yeah. I'm not going in the ring with someone who knows what they're doing and will make me look bad. I'll just wrestle a small guy so I can do my four moves to him and then continue drinking wine and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, though. To be fair, like Kevin Nash... Having him go in a program with Kevin Nash, whatever. But, like, he can't wrestle that ECW style. Like, they don't have people who are over enough, who are just bump machines. For Like, he would have had to wrestle Ric Flair 10 years earlier and get Ric Flair to agree to die in three weeks. Like, he would have been like... Because that, that's how Mike Awesome got over, is triple jump fucking to the outside, big splashes, like, powerbombing people over the fucking ring... And just not fucking really taking care of people. That's how he got over. Yeah. I mean, he's better than Taz at taking care of people, for sure. But, like, that's how he got over. It's just, like, you need these well, dudes who will just bump all over the fucking place. It's the place. Japanese style of taking care of, which is, I broke your sternum, but I'll carry your bags only to the bus. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get it into the hotel. You must earn the bus. Yeah. <laughs> through pain. Yeah. So, Ambulance. Oh, I didn't realize that you were a woman on our period. <laughs> Hogan... Jarrett thing happens where the big uh, basically oh the greatest Jarrett thing. lies down. Hogan says this is the reason this fucking company no no said no. The and then Hulk Hogan leaves. By the way, this was agreed to, but for some reason, then Vince Russo cuts a promo which he was told not to, and goes way too far. Where he's just like Hulk Hogan, you're fat and bald and a piece of shit. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. This is the beginning and the end for WCW. Luckily, they save it by having Mike Awesome wanting to fuck fat girls for a couple of weeks. Yeah, so basically, Vince Russo takes over. Mike Awesome is seen as a tie to Hulk Hogan. Horace Hogan quits immediately. And then 
They're like, Mike Awesome, we have some character changes. Basically, you like to fuck fat chicks in the 70s. No, no. They do, they're two separate things. He's first Yolo. the fat chick thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, somehow, he is still able to get over because he's like, I fuck fat chicks and I beat people up. And it's the South where they're like, most of us are married to a woman who looks like that. <laughs> so, wait a minute. You Go ahead. You fuck real women and you want to fight? That's me, yeah. Rick. Yeah. Mike, I agree. Cushion for pushing? Mm, mm. But it ruins him as like any type of long term no, champion. Yes. And it ruined even more where they were like, get that man a lavender 70s suit and give him an interview segment. He doesn't know how to do promos. Okay. Oh, what's the other uh what's the other thing? They actually got the bus from the Partridge oh, and they family. Get the Partridge family and he does a power bomb <laughs> of the ICP over top of it. Yeah, yeah. God and the guy and then like, Shaggy Two Boat falls like ten feet just on concrete on yeah, his face. Just, it's on thunder. He just falls off the side of a bus. <laughs> Mike Awesome then goes into Team Canada, which is crazy because he was in Team Canada in FMW, because why not? <laughs> You're from Canada. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't look. I look like actual Florida. By like, way, I look like everything that makes up Florida, yeah. but yes, I'm from Canada. Yeah, I'm all Florida all the time. Yeah, steroids, tan, yeah. mullet, weird face. I sweat Oxycontin tablets. <laughs> um, by the way, Team Canada, the best, the last great thing that EWCW did. Great. It is. We've talked about it a lot. Duggan going to Team Canada, great. Was it Duggan going to? If I could be serious for a moment, all the changing of the titles. Yeah, land, I fuck like it's the best Landstorm has ever been. And keep in mind, Landstorm is part of my favorite gimmick in the history of ECW. You want to know why he's serious? He's got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they turned him face in WCW too. He's like, well, turns out this guy's got a rocket for a hog. And he must actually have a huge dick. I've tried to I've tried to get them to confirm it. It's not been confirmed or denied. But let me say this: I think we could get Landstorm on the podcast. Let's do a list of guys we could get. Landstorm. That's the only list. All right, sure. Landstorm. That's it. I, ladies and gentlemen, listening. Landstorm. Joe E. Legend. Land. We could get Just Incredible. <laughs> we can get all the guys with dumb names. <laughs> Sean Waltman. We could get the one, two, three kid. Do you think we could get Rage or Chaos? We could get probably both, but not. Either one. I think for 50 bucks, Rage and Chaos would put us over, but in a public place. Like, we're on a yep. bus, and then Rage and Chaos come in, full high-voltage gear, and start a fight with us on the bus, and we pedigree both of them. Do you think that we could get Pitbull 2 to do the uh, podcast? I think I could fuck Pitbull 2. Which one is the one with the actual broken neck? Both of them, after I'm fucking done. All right. Goodness. I'm Pitbull 3 now. That's how I, That's what I'm saying. Mike Awesome's career peters out in WCW because it folds. He then heads to ECW or WWE as part of the invasion. He wins the hardcore title. Could definitely have been a bigger part of the WWF roster. Came in at the wrong time. It's basically the well, story he was the first career. omen. Well, here's the first omen. He was the first official WCW guy. He wins a title. He fucking power bombs some dude on concrete. He beats Rhino for the hardcore title, but here's the first omen that WCW Invasion isn't going to work. And le legit, I think Vince this is McMahon it. Vince McMahon buys it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like the first thing, that even when WCW wins their first title, Mike Awesome, the biggest dude they have, the big badass, All right, dude. power bombs Rhino on a ladder, pins him, and then runs away with the title. Like, if you're going to make have this fucking WCW Invasion, legit. Like, 24-hour hardcore title was already a joke. Have him be a dude who stands tall. Like, I fucking beat the shit out of everyone I backstage. Agree. Now I need someone to come to this ring and beat me for this fucking title. All they title. needed to do with the DDP reveal that he was the stalker is Undertaker comes to the ring, four people jump him, and DDP stands on his chest and goes, we're fucking here. And we're yeah, yeah. like, literally do the BWO thing of, we're taking. 
take it over. <laughs> but it's true, though. I mean, you could rebook the invasion a million ways, but like Mike Awesome. Let me uh, put it this way: besides the Mike Awesome thing, I think they did a great job at everything. <laughs> but. But this is also short hair Mike Awesome, which was like, he needed that. Oh, this is a big That mullet flying through the air. I love short hair Mike Awesome. I love the mullet. By day, he's an accountant. By night, he doesn't know what condoms are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the other thing that I think people are. Mike Awesome, he only fucks in a truck while driving. (laughs) The thing that people forget about... Mike Awesome, he Jesus. has so many kids, doesn't learn the names, that's women's work. Mike Awesome, <laughs> he only sleeps in Florida, that is why he looks like that. <laughs> Made in Florida, I'll die in Florida. Of the things you would expect a man to die of in Florida. Voting and bales. Uh, <laughs> no, here's the thing. Mike Awesome, so in WCW, I forgot to mention this, but because everyone thinks the fat chick thriller and the fucking uh, that 70s guy came out of nowhere, when he's like, they're attempting to make him the enforcer of New Blood and when he's trying to program with Nash, the thing is, real people also like wrestling at this time. So people are just making fun of his mullet because people forget this, but this was during that, remember the five years where everyone just made fun of mullets, where mullets became super yeah. funny and you get posters of like the different types of people mullet. People with mullets are the hipsters of right now. Because the mullet in the early 90s was like, yeah, it's all right. And then yeah. by the late 90s, it was like, go fuck yourself. And the way that hipsters five years ago were like, I want to know where that guy's bar is at because I guarantee I'm going to get a fucking mason jar full of beer that I beer that you can use to strip your boat. Uh, <laughs> and now it's like, you got a plaid shirt? Piss off, pussy. Yeah, exactly. And even people in small towns know that hipsters are losers. <laughs> hipsters are pussies, bro. I'm the first person to think of that. <laughs> but like, so Mike Awesome's like the only dude with a mullet. And he looks like Florida man, but in the ECW arena where it's super dark and he's cutting a woman's throat, everyone's like, well, I guess Florida man means business. Yeah, I'm but not going to can't take it to that nth degree. Then it's just like, it's almost the same thing as Dean Ambrose being like, yo, Dean Ambrose is crazy. Why? Because he gets candy after sex. Yeah. He doesn't care how lady he stays up. Dean Ambrose is crazy because sometimes when he's Irish stripped in the ropes, he goes out a little bit. I heard this crazy story about Dean Ambrose where he went to a movie. And he got ginger ale and nachos. He doesn't get popcorn and a Coke. This guy's fucking disgusting. He one time had ginger ale. <laughs> he likes how it tastes when you have when you have orange juice right after you brush your teeth. He loves that. He prefers his breakfast. When he orders a Diet Coke at a restaurant, he asks for no ice. He's only ever worn pumas. <laughs> He's the only guy that Where's Pumas? He's undecided on what's cooler, Velcro shoes or regular laces. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So every time he sits in a chair, he flips the part that's supposed to go on your back up front, so it's in front of his stomach. <laughs> but uh, then Mike Austin. Awesome. He only owns one DVD, season three of Boy Meets World. <laughs> he has... He only has the first season of The Simpsons. He doesn't like the other ones. <laughs> I liked it when the art was confusing. <laughs> Where's Homer's emotions? Here's the, again one thing I want to point out. And a shoot interview he did when he was John Moxley or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What did I have in common with my mother? We both love pussy and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. If he gets uh, out of WWF, he'll be really good. But right now, 
he's still the wackiest guy in Zany Town. I guarantee you that he he's one of those guys who are like, you're just gonna stay there until you're like, I got enough. Bye bye. Why not? Spoon fed three G's, three hundred G's. Why not? And that's why Mike and that's why Awesome left too, because he fucking he was like, this road schedule is harder and no one likes me and the politics here are bullshit like they talk about it but like booker t everyone was angry at booker t for like six months because he didn't know to stay and shake stone cold steve austin's hand at the end of the show he just left and went get something to eat at the show what yeah there's all these weird things like the wcw guys were basically supposed to be like uh uh yeah i mean you guys are just like everyone else welcome to the locker room can you suck JBL's dick from soft to hard in under five <laughs> seconds because otherwise we're gonna be meanies to you hardcore Holly's gonna well, fight here's the, you here's the thing with the WWF and then we'll do best and worst what is the thing is that when they're like it's a professional company by the way we have something called wrestler's court that's run by a man <laughs> who thinks he's dead <laughs> yeah. who's run by a zombie king who has a motorcycle I've invested in this company called the WWE I'll go look into my investment oh look everyone's slapping that scared woman's ass <laughs> everything seems to be in order yep well, my name is Johnny Nocux, so I feel that my money is... Inv- and by money, I, of course, mean pictures of Donald Trump I drew. <laughs> the nicest man here uh, appears to have a Confederate flag tattoo on his chest, arms, leg, and now penis. Yeah. He's showing me his penis. <laughs> YOLO. So Best thing about uh, my gossip, Dylan, got go. His athleticism in the ring. Uh, I'm going to say the match he did with Chinaka at ECW One Night Stand One, where he was coming and basically all the ECW yeah. fans were like, "We didn't mention Fuck that." You. Yeah. And by the end of it, they were like, "I respect that man and his work ethic." The only match with real heat. Because he did that fucking crazy, he powerbombed Tanaka outside through a table, through the table that was rested on the apron yeah. and a fucking guardrail. And Joey Styles is the only time he really sells an old school ECW where he's like, oh my God. But seriously, they might be dead though. And the other thing is, it's the only match that had real heat on that show. And I really think that it like, that's probably, and it sounds super sad, but like that was probably a depressive thing that led him to like doing more pills because he gave a fucking amazing showing that night. And they didn't fuck They didn't do anything. Why not bring And he would have been in great because you're starting. You bring in fucking. I guess if it was a year later, they would have like. Start. They would have brought them into ECW, WECW, or bring them in as fucking Christians heavy, like something. Or was Christian TNA at that point? I can't remember. Or whatever. Bring him in. Bring him in as whatever guy is. Like they always do that. This guy has personality, and he's a chicken shit heel. Here's the guy that stands outside of the ring and doesn't move occasionally. Great. Yeah. But he must have. They must have just been like, "Fuck this guy." But that must have been like something layover from the uh, added, from the, the WCW era. Because the other thing is, like, everyone was mad at Booker T for six months. A lot of WCW guys quit because of that kind of stuff. And whereas a guy like Booker T and a guy clearly like John Laurinaitis and other guys behind the scenes, Arn Anderson, just fucking smiled, nodded, and now they have jobs. I don't think anyone did any shit to Arn Anderson. That's true. I want to take Lauren Anderson out of that. Johnny Laurinaitis. Then. Yeah. You, uh, uh, you're supposed to stay in Shake Stone Cold's hand. Um, I think you'll find my wife needs a missionary position. <laughs> well, it probably was like this. It was probably like... I drive through the night every night to fuck my wife. <laughs> I drive to the next town. <laughs> um, Mr. I Ander- Mr. Anderson, you're speaking to the HR representative because last night you exposed yourself to a bartender because he asked you what you wanted to drink <laughs> and you showed him how many inches your dick has to order a beer. <laughs> I got five inches. <laughs> <laughs> 
He probably, yeah. Well, uh, Booker T, you should have shaken his hand. Johnny, uh, you should have shaken Stokold's hand. Arn, you appear to be drunk. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, what do you hate about Mike Awesome, John? I got to say, it's very hard to even remember what my worst tub was last week, which is what I wanted to say. But I'm going to go with Mullet too long into his career. Mm. I was split between I, my favorite thing was his mullet and his moveset. I'm going to say the worst thing about Mike Awesome is his promos, even though they're also the best thing in a weird way. <laughs> they're fantastic. Because they're like, uh, hey, uh, I have a microphone in front of you, and you can swear. Swearing? Shit balls, fuck ass. <laughs> what my client means to say is he's mad at you, Rhino. Yeah. Fuck shit, fuck ass. Run over with a truck, and her titties are out, but her titties are on fire, and I powerbomb her titties with my nuts. <laughs> Mike that o- means he's excited for his title match. Mike, please stop. Mike Awesome gives promos the way a guy who... Legally changed his name to Death to Tyrants gives a testimony. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, Mike Awesome's promos? Uh, come, 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 come. <laughs> Mike Awesome's promos are like YouTube comments, but he says them in real life. <laughs> Why is this chick ever tits on? <laughs> All right. Taz, you're going to get it. Why am I not fucking this French bulldog? <laughs> <laughs> Bulldogs are made for human cocks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up tomorrow is a bonus Judy Bagwell episode that we have to record right now. So for Dylan Gott, I am the vastly superior and much more talented John Hastings. Thanks for listening to the Wrestler Review. Opposite day. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for your patience. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Blast off. <laughs> Loads. <laughs> <laughs>